let's get real. How many times a day do you check your phone? For me, it's got to be hundreds, which is sad, honestly, and this is something that I've improved upon um, in the last year, but 100% in the last six months. And why do I bring this up? Well, it's a topic that we're diving into today, and it's something that has literally damaged my relationship. Like, this is something that I've had to continue to push through uh, with my girlfriend in terms of not on her, but on me, for me to actually recognize it and change. And now I took drastic measures that I'm gonna get to in this episode. This episode today is about taking control of your life. It's about pursuing your passions in your 20s while also making money. It's about building an audience of people that are passionate too. And finally, it's about making sure that your phone works for you and you don't work for your phone which is what 99% of our generation is doing. So please enjoy this episode with my now great friend, Brielle Woolenhouse, video version on YouTube. Let's dive in. Brielle, thank you for doing this today. Absolutely. It's great to be on. Yeah, this is awesome. So I met you on LinkedIn, found you on LinkedIn. We haven't officially met, but this is just the world of, you know, the digital age that we're, that we're in. So I appreciate you doing this. And yeah, I was just surprised by your content. I think like a lot of people in our age bracket are, and I'd say like probably 18 to 24, and maybe you can open that up to late 20s too. But a lot of kids, you know, for example, I follow this comedian, Tim Dillon, right? He just had these two kids on who are like super duper left wing on Twitter. And like all they do is just yell about how much they love Biden and all this stuff, right? And that's great. And I'm not getting it's, I'm not getting political at all with this. It's just the fact of like that's they are 20 years old and that's the content that they make. There's no nuance. There's no other side. There's no open conversation. It's just this is our side. And sure, does it happen with every single side of the political spectrum? Yes. Does it happen with every age group? Yes. But I think that we are definitely predisposed to falling into these kind of like now I wouldn't say traps, but like kind of ways of thinking where it's not like objectivity is gone. And it's just very easy because our prefrontal cortex isn't developed enough yet. And so we don't really know what we're doing. So when I saw your content, I was like, okay, she's speaking from a perspective of self-awareness of being 22, but being self-aware about yourself and about our generation. So yeah, I really appreciate just the work that you do and the content that you're creating. Going to dive into it today. There's a few things I want to touch on, um, whether it's like your circle, right? Boundaries, habits. And definitely your faith too before we get out of here today there's just a lot to go off of but let us just set like a little bit of context in terms of like what made you start creating content like this maybe talk a little bit about it right like what are your posts about half of the people don't even know who you are um so yeah you don't have to fully introduce yourself but i'd love if you could just give like a hair of context in terms of you know why do you create uh what you create and we'll fill in the details as we go yeah, thank you so much for that nice introduction. And just to give your listeners a bit more context as to why I do what I do and what really motivates me, I just started seeing a few years ago from that teenage year perspective, I, I just started looking out into the world and realizing that there sadly is a lot of black. There's this identity crisis. And, you know, I, I'd say not only my generation, but our world, our society is really under attack right now with a lot of extreme ideologies floating around and people putting pleasure over purpose. And my argument is where has that gotten us? Because I would say it hasn't gotten us into great spots. And so how can we start talking solutions on eating, you know, different roads, different avenues so that we can set ourselves up for success in the future. And my mission is to start creating the next gen generation of leaders who are thinking 
critically and rationally. They know how to communicate. They know how to speak. They know how to present themselves in today's world in a way that shines light. And so I, I empower young individuals to unlock their full potential by making wise decisions. That's my main mission. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm going to throw a something in here that I just, just saw today that actually I'm going to take us down a notch for a second. But this post made me sad. It was somebody that I had been following uh, for a while. His name's Tom. And uh, I won't mention his full name because maybe he does. Well, it is a post, but whatever. He was talking about his son and how his son's 24 and he's depressed and he just has like no direction. And Tom is like an entrepreneur. He's like a really like successful dude. And, you know, you would think like, okay, your dad's successful or whatever, like that would allow you, that would give you momentum to go, to get going. And kind of the post was just like, there was no, you know, I don't blame him at all. Like it wasn't like a, one of those LinkedIn posts or one of those social media posts. That's just some amazing story. It was like just the rawness of like, this guy's son is just not figuring it out and he's having a really hard time and, and he can't get his son out of it. He doesn't know what to do. And I think there are maybe not millions, maybe at least thousands of people, especially in our generation who like are in this in-between kind of stuck, depressed mode. And then they're going to fill it with, you know, the things that I've done in my life, which are, you know, any type of drug or habit, you know, whether it's yeah. alcohol, alcohol, probably once you get more into college, maybe smoking weed more. And like, if you're like in high school, I've real, I've done everything. So I, and I did went down that path and I know you from a younger age, um, you kind of, not that you skipped that path. I don't think you were ever on it to begin with. And I think that's a great thing. And back to that though, I think, I don't think what I'm saying is I don't think Tom's son is a unique case. I really think that this is like something that's this existential crisis that happens in your twenties where there's like a few different things happening. It's like, okay, the world is insane. Like I see one side of it, right? The world is insane. We've been through 9-11. We've been through wars and depressions and recessions and all that stuff, right? And then, so you could just think about that all day and be depressed. You know, you don't need to go anywhere. You know, you could just sit on Twitter or whatever it is and just stay there. And then you also have this amazing world of TikTok creators, kids our age making content, growing on LinkedIn, growing on social media, you know, creating massive brands, you know, 20... I just interviewed a guy in his mid twenties who had a, a massive organic campaign for his e-commerce brand. And like, he was like 23 and it got 90, almost a hundred million views. Right. So there's that like, there's like really good side of it. And then the really bad side of it. And I think we're trying to find that common ground in the middle, but like, what would you like, do you have any, you know, whether it's general or specific kind of, do you have any examples of, in your life of of you being maybe in a bad place or like maybe people that you know or, or friends or anything like that where like they just can't seem to kind of get the traction? They just can't seem to to figure yeah. it out. And I know this is kind of an open ended question and we didn't prepare these questions. So uh, I understand if it goes left or right, it doesn't matter. But I'm really just curious in terms of like what advice do you typically yeah. give on this? Yeah, and it is a huge problem. I mean, for a fact, 45% of individuals in our generation are anxious, depressed, they're sadly suicidal. That is almost half the population, which is insane. There's 2.58 billion people, or, you know, last time I checked, and just Gen Z. So yeah. it's crazy and, and very sad. But I believe my biggest two cents piece of advice would be hop off social media if you're not using it to your advantage, which ultimately helps if you're not creating a business page, if you're not running something or simply even a passion page, like 
get off of there because otherwise it's so easy to fall into that trap of comparison. You know this, right? This stuff is this factual. It's been proven time and time again, and it kills the the positive dopamine. You know, I'd say go outside, you know, spend time in nature, lift weights, go for a walk, like start, you know, thinking of different ways more naturally that you can get that dopamine fix rather than sitting and scrolling and comparing and wasting that precious time. And back to your question, I would say my biggest pivotal moment was when I was 19. And this was right when COVID started to become apparent and the world starts shutting down. Well, for my generation, this was our first worldly crisis. And so I believe that it was just so hard for kids our age to really digest and absorb, okay, what the heck is going on? I can't see my friends. I can't see my family. I'm going to resort to technology because there really isn't anything else to do. But the thing is, I believe we had two choices. We could either kind of have that victim mentality, which doesn't really get us too far. Like, why is this happening? You know, the blame game, this sucks. But I chose the path of growth. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start building myself even better. I'm going to start building my future, using my time, building my skills, knowledge, reading, working out, again, doing all these beneficial things. And so when it came to friends, I realized I had certain individuals in my life and I just had to pause and reflect and ask, are these people really challenging me? Are they empowering me? Because I know I'm doing that for them. I'm I'm that type of friend that's a giver. I always give, if anything, too much. And so again, at the age of 19, I stopped and I realized, you know what, maybe it's just best to cut these people off because they weren't there for me like I was there for them. Like I'm the type of friend, well, one of my best friends was sick. I come over in a fart eat and I bring you a goodie basket. Like who brings you a goodie basket? I do. And you know what I mean? And I was, my- I will say that's not me. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I wish I was more like that. <laughs> think we all do. Yeah, but that's just my whole point is like, yep. I consider you a friend, like I've got your back. And it comes to a point in life where it's it's not reciprocated. It really just is best to let it go because otherwise it steals your peace. And so I think again, that was just a pivotal moment when I really started to level up in my life is it it started with how I was spending my time setting boundaries and being comfortable with being alone. I knew that the second I cut off those individuals, I was going to be alone. I didn't know how long. I didn't know when I would meet a friend. But you know what? It turned out it was like a year and a half and it was worth it because then God did place the right people in my life who truly mimicked the actions and the everything that I I do. And that's what you want to be surrounded by in your life. Yeah, I will say too, I think you would agree with this. You don't have to cut people off for you. You also have to cut them off for them, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not the person that's going to be the change they need, then they need somebody else too. Yeah. It's like, it's not just, oh, these people are like, yeah, I think you would agree with this too. There's nobody in my life who's really toxic. They're toxic if you want to consider them toxic, but it's like, they can do a hundred things to you, but it's like, you're, you were still always on the receiving end of it. Like you were yeah. still always accepting it. Right. So it's like, we got to take responsibility for those for people sure. too. And I think that's something that is so overlooked where it's so selfish, I think to be in a bad way. I think there's a good way, way to be selfish too, but in a bad yeah. way to be like these, and that's not what you're saying, but I just wanted to relay this point on top of it, which is like, 
no, most people are really not truly toxic. It's just that you guys are not like you are, they're a round hole and you're a square peg right now, you know, and that's just the reality. And there's no, there's just, cause there's so much emotion behind it. That's what gets us caught up. And so also what you did, it's like you put the logic into it. You were like, maybe they are not serving me. You know, mm -hmm. maybe I need to not look at this five years of friendship, these ups and downs, and maybe yeah. just look at the reality it's like you can be friends with somebody for 12 years and they could be the worst friend to you. It's just because you had those 12 years, it's not a waste of time, <laughs> you know, like right. you had to go through that. And the choices that they're making, right? That's the biggest thing is, mm. hey, if I have these friends in my life who A, aren't even showing up for me, but then B, making choices that don't coincide with my lifestyle or my way of thinking, meaning everyone else too, then maybe it's time to find some new friends. And there's nothing wrong with that. People might say like, oh, well, you just dropped me. No, I did what is necessary for my life. And if, again, you're not going to be reciprocating time and time again, it's probably best to close that door. And here's the reality. There's people that you are actually friends with. I mean, in my, I'll say it for me. There's people that I'm actually friends with that I don't put enough into those relationships and they have never fucked me over. They've never done anything wrong to me. They've always been great. They've never been toxic. And like, I can look at myself and be like, I never shoot them that text. I never shoot them that call. Like they're usually asking me to hang out, right? Because I'm in my own world. And so that I've created. You also don't want to get so far in the other side of the spectrum, but that also relates to the same point, which is like, yeah, also you probably don't want to have 40 friends. You can't legitimately maintain those relationships and all of our circumstances, I guess I'll zoom out even further, right? What happened was in life, we were given everything. I'm not saying monetarily. I'm saying we were given circumstance. We were saying, here's the school. Here's the friends. These are the people in this school. Like you didn't have to go out of your way to do anything. But then once you get out into the world itself, then you realize that you're not around them. You have to actually make the effort to spend time with that friend. And it's not just circumstantial anymore. So, and that's, hey, maybe that relates, that ties in directly to um, directly or indirectly with you. Cause I know you mentioned to me before, like moving and kind of, I guess, moving locations. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit, but yeah, yeah. That another pivotal moment, if not the biggest in my life, actually right after that, 19 to 20 is when I really started honing in on again, my future, where do I want to finish my degree? It was actually pretty cool because without doing any preliminary research, I remember I was looking for a book or learning a new skill or doing something during this COVID time on YouTube. And I saw this ad pop up and it was for a school in Florida. And it said, God wants you to be here. He has a plan for you. And I was like, oh, like that's, that's interesting. And keep in mind at that time, I wasn't really involved in my faith too much. I would, I guess, say I was more of what they call a lukewarm Christian. It's like, I, I believed in God, but I didn't really heavily invest in the religion or anything, right? So, but it, it definitely was intriguing. So I clicked on it. Next thing I know, my mom and I are flying down to Florida, to check out the campus. Yeah. And I just, I fell in love with it. I really did. Like the area is just so intimate and the school stands for amazing morals and values. And I didn't want to go to some big party school. The yep. thing is, I also got accepted to ASU, one of their most prestigious business schools. I declined that because not a lot one of, of One of the ahead. most prestigious party schools as well. Well, that's just the thing. <laughs> it's not the most prestigious business school, but it's also the <laughs> biggest 
party school in America. But Brielle, come on, it's your twenties. Come on, yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. You should have blew your whole twenties by doing I by know. getting addicted to six different substances and ruining all your relationships. I know, just like hooking up with somebody new every day, a bunch of drunks. Like, come on, I doesn't that sound fun? I mean, geez. Sadly, that's hey, that's the path for many. That's what we're trying to deviate away from, right? But. Yeah, so that just, it does tie into my faith, how God led me here and how I've truly flourished and blossomed from living alone. I mean, I moved across the country when I was 20. That's a big, big thing and decided, yeah. you know what? I wasn't running away from something. I just wanted to start fresh and, you know, emerge myself in a new city, a new life, meet new people. And I would say if you have that opportunity, if you're able to do that, do it. You're not going to regret it and you're just going to evolve so much. So, you know, wrapping up my degree, starting all these different things, uh, innovating, creating, it's just been a time of growth and opportunity and learning. If you want to change your life, get out of your fucking town. That yeah, is man. the fucking easiest. That's probably right. Like my a friend of mine, right? His name's Ethan. He's amazing. He's been on the podcast before you guys would hit it off. He's a he's a medical student. He's going to Oxford, but he took a year off. Genius kid, wrote a book by like 14. Insane. He took, he bought a Ford Transit van and he converted it and he's driving. He's probably in Arizona or somewhere out there right now. <laughs> I think he almost hit the West Coast, but it's like, that's like, he just looked around. He was like, he's like, I got like a couple grand. I'm making some money, like writing online. I'm just going to go for it. And it's like, ah. it's been like a month or two and he's killing it. He's making vlogs, you know? And it's like, that's all it takes. Like, you don't even need to convert a van, man. You could just hop in your car, just, you know, yeah. but it's like the risk. It's like all these kids want to risk their lives doing drugs, but they're like, nah, man, in terms of like, you know, I can't just move to a different place. It's like, well, that's a fucking risk too. Like it's yeah. all risk, but yeah, it's just like, exactly. It's like, yeah, healthy risk versus unhealthy risk. And yeah, I mean, and that's a toss up, but I think that's the easiest way to change your life is just change your environment. You know, you don't have to do anything like once you get in that environment, then you can adapt to it. Right. Like then you can figure right. it out. I, yeah, would say. Exactly. I don't know. You probably remember the days. I'm a little bit older than you, but it was it must have been similar. It was like Snapchat and Instagram and shit like that. They were not dopamine dependent. Right. They weren't like insane addictions. Like in high school, we were sending Snapchats to people, but like we were not addicted to those apps like That's in the same true. way. We thought it was cool, but we weren't like hyper checking our phone you know, 12 times an hour. It was maybe like once every few hours, you know, we're at lunchtime. Like it was kind of, since we had this gradual, and that's what like older generations, like you guys don't understand. Like they totally don't understand. If you were not in it, having a pre-developed brain during it, like you definitely don't get it because you're an adult. Like if you got Instagram when you were 50, it's not the same as us. It's really not. Our brains are different. And, and I think like that also has had such a big factor where it's like, all of the apps have changed, but we haven't changed. We haven't changed with them. And I don't have shit on my phone now. Like I have no social media on my phone. I don't even have YouTube. I have the YouTube studio app. All I can do is check my YouTube views. That's the only thing I could be addicted to is that and emails. So that's the only thing I'm addicted to now is checking emails because I have inbox zero. So I just go and see if there's one there, but that's way better than, than checking Instagram for me, you know? And so I have a really addictive personality. So like, you know, I've been like, I've gotten caught up in a lot of shit. Um, and I know that now though, right? But I think especially for somebody like myself, 
it's like, yeah, like all these apps have changed and we haven't changed. And then if you have addictive personality on top of it, if you have history of substance abuse in your family, right, which I have, it's like, you're going to be even more predisposed. And then if you are just like, well, yeah, I don't want to look into personal development. That seems like woo woo shit or whatever. You'll just keep making the excuses and then the generational curses will continue. It's like somebody has to break it, you know, but it's just insane. Yeah. And I have no like real point to make there. It's just kind of like part of the part of this whole entire like craziness that we're going through, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. I mean, social media, I right there with you. I just I had to delete it, especially Instagram. It just it really is. Again, when I said the comparison trap mm. and it is simply a highlight reel, you don't see all the ups and downs and what goes on behind the scenes. You know, everybody wants the the nice house and the Ferrari and the Lamborghini, but it's like many and most don't understand what it takes to get there, what it takes to obtain those things and what actually goes on behind the scenes. And something I always like to say too, is we have to be really careful with that money mindset. Money's great. Money's amazing. It's not the point I'm making. Like money does buy opportunity and experiences and we should work hard to make it. But when we get caught up in that always wanting more mentality, get something, but now it needs to be better. That's a dangerous trap. And I think a lot of kids our age are, are seeing that and they're, you know, coming, becoming desensitized to that type of the video and the information over social media. And it just really wears on them. And then they start to think, why am I not good enough? Why don't I have this? And so I, I would just say my biggest point is get off of there. Again, if you're not doing something beneficial, like even if it means posting and leaving to get your content out there, I mean, maybe you're engaging with some other content creators and stuff like that to build your brand, build your reputation, but sitting and consuming, I'd say start creating, stop consuming. Yeah. Even just talking and just have a video where you just Instagram will put the captions on it for you. Just yeah. click post. Yeah. I mean, but that's like insane for people to think about because, because then it just comes back. Think about every, every, any thought in terms of if, if you've never created anything before, like, and you've, you post online a lot and you kind of get it because yeah. you've been through it and you got over all that stuff but it's like in their minds like if you if somebody's listening right now which they probably are and they're like i've never created a video before online then you all you do is just rack up excuses why you shouldn't create a video right and me and you are no we're just regular people like <laughs> right like you just yeah. have a we both just have like profiles that and people comment on our posts but like there's no like we didn't cha completely transform our lives so we can post online. Like I, I am the same person. I just also know how to do that now. You know, it's just a skill. Not, but not to cut you up, but no, I just need that and say talking about the excuses, guys. I, I literally still to this day, I, I put up my iPhone, and I hit record. That's it. No yep. scripting. No reading off of a no. It's just whatever's on my heart. I say it. I set up my phone. I could be outside. It could be in my house. It could be anywhere. So you don't need to have some expensive equipment and have everything scripted out all the time. I mean, I am a fan of writing content and then kind of going off of that, but you get the point. Anybody could do it. You don't need to be, you know, somebody huge. Just start yeah. and then you start growing. What has that done for you? Like, so you have an audience now. You don't have one on Instagram too, right? I think I looked you up, but I don't, it didn't seem like you were posting there. No. Or these so other I, platforms. I, I know my profile is still active 
Uh, I, I'm not active on there. The only times, which is like once in a month, I will log in is to support my family's companies, but that's oh, it. Nice. I don't do anything else. Wait, I let do- me uh, let me pause you there. Yeah. Wh- so what does your family do? Because that seems interesting if they have companies. I'm interested. Oh, well, that's definitely where I get it from. I mean, my whole family, we're very entrepreneurial. We just got that grit, that motivation, yeah. drive for something more in life. And so my my mom, she sacrificed her career to raise me and my brother. And my dad was out building his his business. So he does have his own company. They're the number one. Um, they're the number one weather company in well, shoot, I should be It's like it. meteorology or like what? Yeah, he's a meteorologist. So his company is weatherology, oh. but they're they're fully automated. And he has his own app, weatherology. And mm-hmm. uh, he also has another brand now called Anatomy of Success, which is all about just personal development. But he's definitely ah. the guy to go to. You got to download that app. And um, my mom, so she ironically, I would say was kind of like the founder of being a coach like when coaching wasn't even a thing back in 2008 she started her own business as well and really just started to amplify this kind of coaching industry but again she she sacrificed all that which i'm truly truly grateful for because i wouldn't be who i am today without that to raise me and my brother and my brother he started his own real estate company so he got married in 2020 and now he's a real estate agent and his wife kind of does like some of the marketing services and stuff like that so that is my family yeah because i can tell i can tell like i just knew i could have like not that i i should have guessed and then i would have been right <laughs> on that but i'm like she's brainwashed by somebody in terms of like in a good way i say all these terms i use in a good way but i know you won't take any offense to to this is the way i speak this is how i am I, I, yeah anymore sorry that was too much for me go yeah right it. i'm out um no so no but i can just tell by the way you speak like you speak very like you think before you talk right and uh yeah you don't speak like a 22 year old girl to be honest with you like the average that i think of in my mind so i'm like her parents are entrepreneurs or something or (laughs) there's got to be something here right and that's why partially why i have this show right opposite view now my dad was a pipe union pipe insulator my mom was a bus driver right so i didn't have this i didn't have my mom was a coach i didn't have my dad was a person that i could look up to in terms of a career right and so that's what people will say and i'm i play devil's advocate as like I try to play devil's advocate, as I was explaining before we hit record, as if I'm like the worst person, like as if I am the person that's so that's making excuses why everybody else is successful. Right. So they look at you, Brielle, and they go, yeah, Brielle, I can now write you off because of your family. Like, that's why you're success. Like, that's why you had the the time to go create this nice LinkedIn profile. You know, my you know, I don't even have my parents around or or X amount of excuse. Right. It comes back to the excuses. And. To that point, that is completely incorrect because it's not based in reality, right? Like the reality is you got your lot. I got my lot. The person down the street got their lot. Their parent parent was a, a drug addict. Okay. This other person down the street, their dad was a carpenter. It's like, you got your lot, dude. Like even if, and listen, my success, your success, we know it's attributed to our parents. Like we know we wouldn't be here without them. Like that's the reality. You can't yeah. put a, a number or percentage on it, but it's just like, that's the, like, it's just so easy to, to, that's really the, when people say Gen Z or X generation is lazy or they're this or they're that, 
there I don't think there are any one thing, but I think what they no. do like to do though, and I think this has probably been every young generation, is just make excuses. When you don't have life experiences, you make excuses for yeah. other people first and then for yourself. And that's what you use to justify you not doing it. Like it's just so funny to think that somebody would be like, Yeah, but your parents did okay, that's them. Like, what are you going to do about it? You know, like, what is the actions you're going to take? And it's like, it just comes back to what you've done, which is like moving to a different location, you know, creating content online. Nobody told you you can do that. You just ended up doing it. And oh, you're having success. You have followers. People engage with it. Great. Like, it's just like the excuses are insane. And I never thought like that. I wouldn't say maybe I did at one time, but I never thought that there was a somebody trying to stop me. And I think that's yeah. what these people think. They think you, you're stopping them or I'm sorry. It's like, you're in and a hole, man. There's room for everybody. There really yep. is. There's room for, there's so much money floating around this world. There's, that's crazy. Everybody could have success. You simply need to work for it. And that's what I say is anything worth having in life is worth working for all great things. And that's so true. Like, yes, I have my parents and I, of course I wouldn't be who I am today without them, but like right now, this time in my life, I, I live alone and do all the, I could be goofing off every night. I could be doing whatever I want, right? Yep. No. You know, it's almost, it's holding myself accountable. No, I'm still doing the work. I'm still doing the things to build my future because I want to. And I made a promise to myself for many reasons, even when I don't feel so great, even when I don't feel so motivated. Like, yeah, I'm starting to grow my following and engagement and everything on LinkedIn. But what people don't see again is... I was on there for a year and a half engaging with other people, cultivating relationships in the DMs, checking in on people before I even started posting. That's why you see my first post got almost 2,000 yeah, likes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, your engagement, just so for people who aren't on LinkedIn, like, this is not going to resonate the same way, but your engagement looks fake from my perspective, from me seeing, and this is because this is how, you know, I like to be as candid as possible. I don't have yeah. to allude to that again. But it looks like that because of just because of the myriad of profiles that I've seen and even my own profile. And I look and I'm like, you know, in my head, once again, right, she has less followers than me. How does she have so much more engagement? These po like it's just like all the you know reasons flood in my mind. Like I was so glad that you said that because I wanted for you to say that because I'm like, I want her to touch on the work. Because I know I did the same thing. I haven't done a fucking engagement pod. I don't, I don't, I took Justin Welsh's course and then sat there, <laughs> you know, that was it. Yeah. Same as you. But it's like, yeah, even in my head, like I'm even playing devil's advocate of myself. I'm like, Brielle, what are you doing? Is there a comment like bot in there? <laughs> no, I know. All is organic. And that's what I would say too, is it's so obvious when people have VAs and stuff For like real. That. Great work. Thank you. No, I give like my personality and myself way I check in on people I send people audio messages like hey how are you doing blah blah that stuff will pay dividends long term if you're ever thinking about selling something monetizing more and more ways down the road people know you they then trust you and they they like you right it's that law of likability and so yep. but yeah that's definitely important to talk about because I remember when I first posted people were you know, on my butt about like, how is this even possible? Almost mad at me. And it's like, you don't see what I've been doing for the past year for and real. a half, how it's possible. Like I showed up every single day and I still do every single day, even on vacation. Even when, you know, I had super busy days, I still made sure to engage with other people on LinkedIn. 
tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you sell anything, right? It's just your, so you're just building the audience right now. So you like, I know how smart you are in terms of this strategy. Cause I, under, cause you know, where I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, now I could launch my course and I can yep. make five grand in a month off the course, or I can just and well shit and wait till I have a hundred thousand or a million followers and make a hundred grand in a month. And that's mm -hmm. just the money side. That's not even the value side. But why don't you sell anything? You could monetize your audience right now if you wanted to. The way I monetize and make my income, it's not on LinkedIn. Like it's through LinkedIn. There's different ways in my life where I've made money from a young age. Again, going back to that very entrepreneurial minded mm. spirit. But yeah, it's just, it's the building thing. It's the building phase. And again, I feel like so many people and I see it, they want to rush. They like, they get, mm. you know, 5,000 followers. Okay, now it's time to sell something. I mean, yeah. So like you said, you might make two, three, five grand a month, but just wait it out a little bit. Really mm. grow that reputation, grow that audience, get to know people, talk to people. And if you are thinking about selling something, which normally people are, just going back to like the instant gratification, which is very problematic in today's society, Pursue delayed instead. Build, create, innovate, but understand it's not going to take a couple months. It's going to take a while. If you really want to push out something that's going to be sustainable and the best that it can possibly be. So that's my two cents. Yeah, you got to be in it for the habit. That's what I'm explaining yeah. to everybody now, which is podcasting is not media. It's just a habit that you do. Yeah. You know, this is just, I did this today. I got my workout. This is my podcast workout that I got in today. You know, that's what it is. It's it's not how your body's going to look in 15 years. From It's it's just you got to get that workout in today, and that's just the reality. Um, so, well, and I want to double-click on this if you want to go there. So how do you make money? Do you have a regular job? Do you, like you you men, kind of mentioned that you use LinkedIn for it maybe or got that wrong? I'm just curious if you, and you don't have to yeah. go into it if you don't want to. No, of course I'll go into it. So how I say not exactly on LinkedIn but through is, when I was 19 years old through COVID, I actually started taking over people's social media. So I kind of look at it as like a different web of things that I've done through LinkedIn when I first hopped on is I've taken over people's social media platforms. So essentially being their VAs, I started making yep. money off of that, writing content for people, kind of giving them strategies for B2B, E2C marketing. People started to know me, knew that even, yes, I was literally a teenager at that time. I knew my stuff. And I, I knew how to market and strategy. So some of those sales and marketing tactics tied into that. And then also a bit of content writing, copywriting. So there was like three things that I started to make money on. And that was also um, alongside a full-time job. I've had jobs and internships that is more of, you know, a bigger stream of income coming in alongside that, which has also been great for just trying new things. Again, these last couple of years, I've just been like submerging myself in different career fields, different opportunities, because you're you're one connection away from a totally different life. And so kind of eliciting that growth mindset, that optimistic outlook on life will truly propel you into amazing places, especially if you're younger. Yeah, it's inspirational. And also, yes, it's just true. Like, it's just the fact. Like, if you sit there online, you will figure it out. Like, if you yeah. sit there long enough and if you take the right actions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's so. So you don't have to. So you're in terms of the LinkedIn specifically, like you don't have to advertise on your post and have the book a call yeah. and all that stuff. It's like you just 
you just do it but it's not like it's a 60 hour a week grind writing other people's copy you kind of just let it come in and kind of go and also you were in college you were just in college anyway or you still are about to finish up so yeah and that's where i was in 2021 and it was the same for me i just had clients you know um actually had one client and it was a disaster company went bankrupt boss was doing cocaine under his desk you know and just this guy and now he's trying to be a singer or something like that it's just insane man just the the places that i've done it all too i've worked all the jobs and for all the different people (laughs) It's, you know the deal, but yeah, that's, I did some, I did something similar. So like, and we were kind of, I don't know if it was recorded or if it was off call, but in terms of now what you're going to be looking to do, um, or yeah. So do eventually, do you eventually want to be a full-time like creator or content creator or like yeah, writer? For sure. I, again, I really, I think sometimes what people get mixed up about faith is, you know, it's not just like sitting around all day praying and hoping like, oh, you know, oh, I don't think. Go- yeah. Like if you do that, no, it ain't shit going to happen, son. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that. No, it's I take action. I mm-hmm. expedite every single day. But when I sit with my thoughts and I pray, I really realize like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. my prayers have been answered from like even years down the road of things that I never knew were possible and things that I just, you know, wondering like why isn't this happening why isn't this falling into place and then again as i pray i see these things starting to fall into place so that's been a big factor for me and you know just really paving my future i do put it into god's hands so this summer for example we were talking about kind of getting into this new you know way of life now i just finished my finals i was taking six classes and running an entrepreneurship club, an internship on top of LinkedIn and everything. So very full plate. And going into the summer, I'm still going to be doing school, everything on LinkedIn, but I actually, I'm starting a new job. It's an internship paid, like great. But again, talking about new opportunities, mm. it's going to be with a law firm. So doing mediation, arbitration, I just, nice. I, I figured that you know what, until I graduate, I'm just going to go off in different fields, real estate, law, you know, social media marketing. I mean, you picked the best fields, right? I don't know any real estate agents or lawyers who are at, uh, I was going to say, if you're a real estate agent at our age, you're out of work. There's no way you're, (laughs) I mean, most of them, but I was going to say all of those fields, whether it's marketing, real estate, law, you're always going to have a job. So yeah, for sure. But, you know, just being able to provide my skills that are never mm. going to go away, even with AI and technology, sales, marketing, communication, that is my biggest thing of when it comes to, you know, doing some of the things I have in mind, it all kind of goes back to those three pillars and communication. That's my biggest thing that I hit home is if you cannot effectively communicate, you are going to struggle with yep. Yep. anything you do. And that is just a fact. You were talking about earlier about this, you know, woke left politics stuff on Twitter. Is that the way to do things is to scream and yell? Where Where is that getting us? Nowhere. We need to have healthy conversations yep. and respect to one another, even when it's not easy. Because trust me, like, as it says in the Bible, love your neighbor as you love yourself. It's not always easy. But if we're open to hearing other perspectives and seeing where people are coming from, then we can have those conversations. So true, but great note to end on too. I didn't want to take this too long because I want everybody to tune in. I also want them to tune into the next one. I'd love to do this in person at some point. So whenever that ends up kind of working itself out, but this is just the beginning I know for you and you're you're not even out in the world fully yet. Like now you have, now you're out there, out there. And I know what that transition is like and the your growth 
from the second college is no is is no more. And I know you've been functioning as if you're not in college too, with all the types of things <laughs> yes. that you're doing. But it is a complete life change. You know, it's definitely way different. So I can't wait to see what you kind of learn in these next couple of years of fully full time yeah. going out there. Um, yeah, before we wrap too, like let people know, you know, where they can find you, whether that's LinkedIn or other platforms. And uh, anything, if you'd like to plug anything, obviously go for it as well. Yeah, they can find me on LinkedIn, of course. That's really the only way they can find me. But um, Brielle Woolenhouse, and just as an ending message, I would really mm -hmm. say to anyone, but especially people in our generation, is start taking LinkedIn seriously. Do what we're doing. You know, really hone in on, maybe it's just starting with one platform. That's amazing. You're starting, you're getting your foot in the door, but put yourself out there and do it on an app like LinkedIn where you can really start curating your future. You know, your your older self will thank you tremendously for that, for making wise choices and spending your time wisely. That's a mic drop right there. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You're not going to regret building connections with people in all different industries, building an audience. We we Between me and you, we have 20,000 30,000 followers collectively, like that's insane that that's even possible. And if you're just sitting there idle, not even taking advantage of it, and then you're also complaining about your situation, then maybe, yeah. maybe create a LinkedIn account. Yeah, that's, I, I like, that's create a, great a LinkedIn account. That's like, you know, or if you're like, <laughs> I just thought of so many bad jokes, but like, create a <laughs> that's the, the, you know, issue. That's the solution. Get on there, be a psychopath, talk about personal development, you know, wear black shirts only. I was going to say, you normally wear black. I feel like you always wear black. Is that something? Yeah. That, I love black and pink. It probably looks like I'm wearing the same thing like all the time, but I do wear a lot of black and pink. So. No, you, yeah, you had the pink. So I was like, okay, it's not, she's not all black today. It's not, but I feel you though. I Keep it simple, man. Well, that's, yeah. that's one of the frameworks for, you know, uh, having an ideal life and completely being an optimized, right. optimized minimalist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Once you get on LinkedIn, the brats were, that's a different type of brainwashing though, but we're going to leave, we're going to let them do it. Hey, if they want to get on, you're going to find it for yourself. We can't tell you how it is. So, uh, Brielle, thank you so much. This is so much fun today. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We do have the video version on YouTube as well. And I always forget it on these virtual uh, podcasts, but we are on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Okay, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.